Well, hello and welcome to the Wealthy Life Podcast. We are so absolutely glad to be with you again on today. I'm so glad to share this platform with my partners, Malcolm and Aiden. Together, we get an opportunity to help you build, live, and sustain wealth. I want to give an opportunity for them to say hello to you on today. Go ahead, Malcolm. Hey, this is uh, B Malcolm 21 on all social media platforms. Uh, specialize in marketing and surveys and teach people how to do the same exact thing. All right, go ahead, Aiden. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy holidays. I go by The Money Inventor on all social media as well. Just looking to help you get that wealthy lifestyle that you deserve. All right, that's what we're here for, the Wealthy Life Podcast, to help you build, live, and sustain a wealthy life. Well, today, we are so excited. We've got a great guest with us, Stephen Wealthy, and uh, he's going to come. He's a specialist in crypto, and we're going to hear some good things. You know, we want to help you not only learn about some new things, learn some ways that you could make money. If we can uh, hats, add something to you that will help you upgrade your game or whatever it might be, that's what our goal is. And today we are so excited to have Stephen come and join us so that we can help make that happen. Well, today, as is our custom, we love to share some little thoughts and hot topics and things with you to give you an opportunity to consider something uh, to frame your thoughts around as we begin this podcast. Today, we're going to start with our quote for the week. We're going to ask Malcolm to give us that quote. Go ahead, Malcolm. Yeah, so the quote from this week is from uh, Jay-Z, actually, one of my favorite businessmen and actually musical talents. The quote was, I will not lose for even in defeat, there's a valuable lesson learned. So it evens up for me. And uh, that quote is something that I try to stick by in everything I do, whether I take a win or a loss, uh, to try to really take a lesson out of every single loss so it's not a complete wash. So a lesson isn't always, I mean, a loss isn't always a bad thing. If you take something, you learn from it, and you don't make that same mistake twice. So I just think everybody needs to take that from that quote and know that even if you're taking L's right now, uh, use them all as learning opportunities so you won't make the same mistakes. And then in the future, you can continue to grow. Uh, I know y'all both heard of Jay-Z. What do y'all think about the quote? That's a that's a tremendous uh, quote. Um, you know, I think I, I say something sometimes that you don't uh, fail unless you quit. And I think when people have defeat, something where a defeat happens, you take a, a time to look into how you played the game, How? what was the reason for the loss, how can I be better next time so that uh, a win comes. So I think a person who stays plugged in, even when there is defeat, tends to do much better the next time around. So I absolutely love the quote. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Jay-Z, happy belated Jay-Z. Like, um, that's a really great quote right there. You know, there's a lesson in every loss, in every W, right? So like, I know it's it's kind of cliche, but when you get knocked down, you just get right back up and then you take those lessons that you learn and just like apply, you know? And um, I think it's just one of those quotes that with, ev with everything, there's always some sort of lesson. Like Dwayne said, you only really fail or get defeated is when you quit, right? When you quit. So as long as you took something away from the loss, it wasn't a complete loss. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, we'll wrap it right there. Uh, uh, another thing I know about all this winning and losing, they say winners never quit. So you can't ever lose if you never quit. So I just wanted to end it on that and uh, end it on the wealth quote for today. That's good. That's really good. And it's something good that we hope you take to heart that you, no matter what you're going through right now, that you don't quit. Stay engaged. Stay activated. Uh, learn, build, develop, whatever you have to do. But regardless, don't quit until you accomplish that thing that you're uh, determined to go after. Well, we're excited to have heard our wealth quote for today that's going to help you live that wealthy life. We want to go to our hot topic for the day. We always give you some hot topic that gives us an opportunity to uh, bring some thought to something that we know that's happening in our world that we believe we can glean something from that'll be beneficial for our audience. Aiden is going to share our hot topic with us for the day. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, so I honestly, I still can't believe that we're coming up on almost two years of you know, being impacted on the coronavirus. And over the course of the two years, well, almost two years, we've seen different variants from Delta, um, Omicron, a few others, right? And um, I just wanted to hear what you guys think of every time there's a new variant that's announced and how does it affect the market? Yeah, I think what, personally, one of the things that I watch um, recently when we had this Omicron variant uh, come in, uh, it happened the week of Thanksgiving, and the day after Thanksgiving and certainly the week after, you could see the impact it was having on certain sectors. And I'll give you for, for example, because when a variant hits, the biggest concern is will there be lockdowns? So when you have the investors saying, man, we could get locked down, they're immediately gonna pull away from cruise ship business. They're gonna pull away from hotel business. They're gonna, the service business is gonna have difficulties, the restaurants, you're gonna see uh, money in the markets begin to move away from those. I, I watched uh, Carnival Corporation, Carnival Cruise Lines, which uh, you know operates the cruises all over this world. I watched their stock on the Friday after Thanksgiving immediately uh, run into major sell-off because the thought was, if there's a chance that we're going to be locked down, people are not going to be going on cruises. Then I looked at some of the hotel chains. They were also having difficulties along with the airline industry because people are not going to be uh, flying. They were talking about uh, cutting off flights from South Africa and things of that nature, and they have. And so it has affected those sectors. So when there is an announcement of a variant, what happens immediately is FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. People automatically believe that it's gonna come a lockdown potential. And so they start pulling their money out of the sectors where this uh, big lockdown would have the greatest impact. Second and last thing I'll say is that in addition to that being affected, growth stocks and tech stocks are affected as well because typically they're overvalued and people believe that uh, anything that's overvalued, I better pull some of my uh, money out of it and take some of the profit because chances are the whole, whole market could see a little downswing when we have a variant. So 
absolutely it affects the markets. And as we go into 2022, uh, there's chances of more of them and they will have a similar type of an effect. Yeah, and I'll just say real quick, I did some little bit of research on it, hearing about it uh, once I heard about it originally. And um, this last Thursday, they 10x how many daily cases they have in South Africa. So it went from 200 a day and now it's at 2,000 a day. So it's only going to get worse, just like Dwayne said, and, uh, all the sectors that affects the virus is obviously going to affect the market, just like he said. Um, but I just want to mention that, that stat I saw because I was just like, wow, it's just rising crazy. You know, this coronavirus and all these variants isn't going anywhere. So we can expect a lot of volatility in all areas of the market for sure. That's right. Yep, for sure. For sure. We saw it affect uh, different sectors in different markets, even uh, crypto a little bit. But um, something I like to tell people whenever there's a, a, a variant, because this is, you know, we've seen it a few times now. Mm -hmm. It's really a good time to um, pick up some long term plays. Right. We've seen the market take a, a big hit um, the week after Thanksgiving, and it was a good opportunity to, um, you know, not worry about the trading so much and the options so much and start picking up some good long-term play stocks. Um, definitely a lot of opportunity out there. I wish I had some more cash on hand because um, I was telling a buddy, I was like, it's basically Black Friday out in the stock market and crypto market <laughs> this past week. And I just wish I had some more yeah. capital to scoop some things up, but I couldn't. But um, I have a, a few buddies who has some and I was like, it's a perfect time to start building up a long-term portfolio right now. Catch your wise on sale. That's the key. You've got to uh, be prepared for it because you just never really know how it's going to totally play out. And uh, if you're not prepared, uh, you will find yourself stuck and yeah. missing um, a great opportunity to uh, build wealth. And we can't afford to see that happen to us. So that's very, very important. Um, that was an absolutely great topic for us to uh, look into. Uh, we know that uh, if we're going to do what we've got to do, we've got to build with good information. We can't just be uh, sitting around and when something happens, it takes all of our wealth away from us because we didn't make the moves that we could have made when we should have made them. Well, we are absolutely excited today to have shared that quote with you and those hot topics. Today, we are glad to have Stephen Wealthy with us on today. He is a uh, crypto mining uh, specialist. He's made, his first million dollars was made in stocks and real estate, and he believes he'll make his second million in the Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, areas of crypto, and he's a specialist in Ethereum mining. And we're going to take a break right here, and we'll come right back with our special guest, Stephen Wealthy. We'll be right back. Do you want to live wealthy and pass wealth on to your generations? If so, then you're probably aware that 95% of people 65 years of age are not financially independent. This is a depressing number when 100% of 25-year-olds say yes to our question of wanting to live wealthy. This is the reason Dwayne Youngblood launched Be Wealthy 2 and why you should connect with them today. Be Wealthy 2 believes living wealthy is the right of every human, but not the guarantee. They believe to live wealthy, you must eliminate all bad debt, establish good credit, begin an investment plan where you invest in either stocks, bonds, crypto, 
real estate, art, or some other asset that will put income in your pocket, all while living an authentic life. Once you connect with Be Wealthy 2 and Dwayne's team, you will be on your way to building, living, and sustaining a wealthy life. Well, welcome back to the Wealthy Life Podcast. As I said, we have our special guest with us today, Stephen Wealthy. Stephen is, in my opinion, an expert in the Ethereum area, in the Ethereum mining. And I just want to give him an opportunity to just introduce himself to you. And then after his introduction, Aiden is going to take us further in our time with him today. Go ahead, Stephen. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Stephen Wealthy, um, run the blog site called stephenwealthy.com, and I'm a full-time Ethereum miner, and I also run a proof-of-stake uh, validator as well for Ethereum. So I'm in it on both sides, both for the proof-of-work and also for the proof-of-stake, and uh, do it full-time. I also have a 9-to-5 as well, too. Um, but seeking financial independence and freedom uh, through crypto and also that nice basic index fund portfolio that we all should have on, uh, underneath us. Um, but uh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Foundation, right? Foundations first, for sure. Um, but uh, just, yeah, I've been doing it for over a year and it's been far and away one of the best investments I've ever done. And uh, happy to take some time with you guys today and explain and answer any questions that you might have. Good deal. Well, we're excited to have you with us. And Aiden is going to be talking about it a little bit more. We're, we'll all be chiming in, but he's going to be leading us sure. out on today. Go ahead, Aiden. Hey, what's up, guys? So we got hey, Stephen Wealthy on the Wealthy Life podcast. I think I think it was like meant to be. It was meant to be. It was it was a matter of time. It was a matter of time. Matter of time. For sure, for sure. But I guess my first question to you, Stephen, is um I think the masses know sort of what Bitcoin is and it's a household name, but what is Ethereum and why is it number two? Oh, yeah. So good question. Um, and so when I, I, I love, so full disclosure, I love Bitcoin as well. I have um, half, so 20% of my net worth is in cryptocurrencies. It used to be 22%, but with the recent drop, it's now down to, 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 to 20%. Um, I love Bitcoin. I do subscribe to that idea that it's that pristine store of value, that pristine scarce asset. Um, it's fantastic at what it does. I don't think anyone does it better. Ethereum comes along and it says, well, okay, so we got a store of value and we have a peer-to-peer -peer cash system with Bitcoin, but maybe there's more we can do with it. And I think Ethereum layers on top of, okay, let's let's provide an incredible um, decentralized banking system, if you will, right? So it brings into it smart contracts, decentralized finance, proof of ownership. And then now, just recently with their recent EIP 1559 upgrade, now they're getting deflationary or going towards that. 
and it's now becoming competitive against Bitcoin in terms of a store of value. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I think um, so I, I'm no expert. Like I have some money in Bitcoin, some money in Ethereum, but I'm definitely not an expert. And uh, I remember I got an argument with a friend about crypto and they were just like, well, Ethereum, um, there's so much in circulation. And when you say uh, de deflationary value, does that mean um, they're killing the supply? Like what what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so, so this is what happens. So every 13 seconds, there's a new block that's put into the blockchain. So uh, I'm not too sure how familiar you are or your listeners or viewers to uh, to blockchain technology, but it really is a chain of blocks, one after another. The next one references the, the previous one, and the previous one references the next one. It forms a strong block or strong chain, sorry. And um, in each block, it's data with the transactions. So I, the validator I have just proposed a new block to the chain. It doesn't happen very often. Happens probably once a month now. It's really declining a lot for the validators. That's the proof of stake where they're going. And that had 506 transactions within it with a nominal USD value of about a quarter of a million dollars. So my validator wraps together all these transactions. It has the wallet addresses, froms and twos, the value, what they're trying to do. Is it Uniswap? Is it USDT? Is it Ether? And it puts, puts the block together, puts it forward, says, hey, here's the new proposal. All the other validators look at it. There was 8,000 validators that looked at it. They all said, yeah, it looks good. And then it gets mined into the blockchain. Wow. And so, um, sorry, what was the original question? I carried away. So I, so I kind of lost it there for a second. Honestly, I would remember what that was. <laughs> you asked yeah. about the uh, inflationary. The inflationary. Yeah, inflationary. Okay, oh, yeah. so... No. Yeah, yeah. So the miners, we get rewarded uh, about 2.1 Ethereum when we win a block. So, and um, there's gas fees that all of the transactions are getting paid into, right? So uh, that block that I put forward, the, the reward on that one was actually 2.46, but the gas fee was 2.56. Mm. And so the incredible thing, they burn all of the fees now. They don't, they used to give them to miners and mining used to be extremely lucrative or even more lucrative. It's still, it's still a good, good money play for sure. I don't want to get away from that, but um, they burn all of the fees, which means they just destroy them. So you pay them, but they destroy them. But it, when, when the fees are higher than the block rewards, what happens is then in effect, Ethereum has been taken away from the supply. Wow. Now, right now, the inflationary momentum behind or the inflationary pressure behind Ethereum is about 0.5% annualized. But there are weeks, there's, there's days, lots of days when it's deflationary, so they've actually taken the supply out. And there's often weeks when the, the supply will be subtracted as well. But taking the, there are, you know, most of the time there's weeks where it's inflationary, of course. So you take everything into account. Right now they're trending at 0.5%, which is lower than Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin's wow. about one point one eight or one point seven eight, one of the two. Wow. Okay, okay. So kind of going back to your uh, specialty, which is mining. I guess for someone who is completely new to the space, how would you explain mining? What is it exactly? Um, so mining, what it is. So I have six computers. Let's call it. Um, and then, like, if you, I don't know if you're running on a desktop right now or on a laptop or something, but um, inside you have like a motherboard, you have a CPU, hard drive, power supply. So a mining rig is all of that. But what it, what I focus on is trying to have as many GPUs as possible. So graphics processor units. And so I'll have a, a, a motherboard, CPU, hard drive, power supply, but then I'll have eight GPUs hooked into that motherboard. Wow. So whereas your, your gaming PC will have like one, maybe it'll have two GPUs. I'm trying to get eight in there. Now, the sweet spot is six. So if anyone that's watching this wants to get into mining, six is the i've come to learn over time that six is the sweet spot there's no need to go over six and so then i'll i'll have like it goes from the gpu down into the motherboard with a little cable i put a guide together and showed everyone what that looks like um it's on my twitter profile it's my pinned tweet you can just click it and download a free guide and it'll show you how everything works and what it all looks like but they really are. It's just, it's a computer that I've kind of modified just a little bit so that I can maximize the number of GPUs that I can put into the motherboard. And then after that, the difference um, is that they're open air. So I don't have them in a case. There's no enclosure. Um, the, the frame literally is like aluminum framing and it's designed that way to let air pass over and through everything to keep them as cool as possible. Yeah, I, I figured that's why you would keep them open air. Um, so once you have your mining set up, your GPUs and your motherboards, does it just run by itself? Like you just flip yeah. the switch and it pretty much just works on autopilot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course there's a little more to it than that. Um, so the operating system that I use on each one of them is called Hive OS and it's a professional grade um, mining operating system. It's Linux based, very robust. I can go days, uh, maybe even a week without checking on them. And it'll just, um, it'll continue to run the entire time. Now, when I started this, I did run windows for a while. Like you, you can run these on windows. It, it's, um, enough to do that, but the, I don't know what Windows what Windows problem is, but like after a while, I just kind of like it runs into an error after like eight hours, after like twenty four hours, and you gotta like reboot it, or you gotta like, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at, right? It just it'll yeah. run into a stability issue after a while. So More Linux is just way better. Hive OS is the premier minor operating system, um, and you can even run it from your phone too. Like I could check on them right now and reboot them remotely from my phone and they'll all reboot and they'll all come back on sort of thing. 
How to catch no, wildlife? Is it like a, is it, are there apps that you use, or do you have to go to like the website on your phone to be able to run it? Uh, sorry, like what do you, what do you mean? Like, the, so the operating system on on the rigs on the computers, yeah, it's all HiveOS. Oh, but you can run it from your phone, or you can pull it up on your phone. Yeah. Would it be yeah. straight to like, Safari on the uh, on the phone, or do they have like? Uh, no, it ha- I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it has a native app for your phone. Oh, okay. Nice. So oh. that native app um, is on your phone, and it'll talk directly to the to the rigs. You can particularly say to this particular mining rig, "I want you to update yourself, and I want you to reboot, and I want you to get going again." Um, so it's there's a lot of control. I can change the overclock settings. I can change the power consumption. I can turn them off. Um, there's lots of lots of power and control that you have, even just from your phone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. Um, it, I I don't know of any other way you. Oh, so the other alternative is NiceHash. Um, that's a little easier to get into, and that's actually the the operating system I recommend in the guide that I have available for everyone. Um, the beauty with that, it's a quick and easy Windows install. You can get it up and running in like half an hour to an hour on your PC, and you're 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 good to go. They take care of the wallet. They take care of the particular mining software that you actually need to install to get it running, and um, they take a lot of the niceties out of or the difficulty out for you. One of the good things with nice nice hash too is it'll auto mine the most profitable coin at all time. And we can get into that a little later wow. and stuff because I'm sure people are wondering what happens when Ethereum goes proof of stake or no what about the other coins and stuff like that. Yeah, too. Yeah, I was definitely going to ask that a little bit later. Um, definitely don't want to give away too much. We have the website that we want our listeners to listen to. Um, you go to stephenwealthy.com or you can just check them out on Twitter to get a free guide. The guide is free. And 100%, man. I don't even I, I don't even ask your email. Like I had a guy come to me and he say you should uh you should ask for their email before you give them the guide, which I I, I probably will in a, in a little bit, but like it's full on free. Just go and grab it. Yeah. And I was going to ask you like why did you why did you make it free? Or, or you're not even asking for an email. Like this is this is nothing full on. Go and grab it, man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I struggle with, with that part of it a little bit. So, cause I learned it for free on YouTube and uh, also on Twitter as well. It's been an incredible investment for me. It was, it was risky at the time. I remember going into the, the, the store when I went to go buy my first two GPUs. I didn't know anything. And I asked the guy, I want to get into crypto mining what's the best gpu to buy and he's like this is like september of last year and he said to me you're an idiot don't ever do this you'll never recover your electrical costs wow it's not worth it don't do it and i said oh, i don't know like i had at that point done a proof of concept to make sure that it worked that it I, that it could function that i could like mine a crypto coin it was ethereum I could get paid and I could sell it on the open market. And it worked. Um, I think the first payment I got was worth 60 bucks. And I said, well, let's scale this up. Let's just go get two GPUs and see if we can add to this. 
So I went to the store and I, like I told you, the guy said, don't buy it. You're an idiot. But he said, well, but if you are going to do it, why don't you buy some 5700s? Those are the AMD XTs. He said those are the most efficient at the time. Bought those. I bought, I bought two of them. I had the pick of the litter. I could pick any GPU off the shelf. I picked two. It was $520 Canadian. That's about 440 450 USD each one. Combined, they make 110 mega hash a second. You can't even, it's like next to you can't even get those anymore. Hooked them up and got them going and then got paid quicker that time because I had more hash rate and just started adding to it and adding to it. And then I got so extremely lucky with the Ethereum price 10xing from where it's at. <laughs> And now I'm sitting on six GP, uh, six mining rigs with 36 GPUs, um, and making. Last month was 4,400. The month before that was 5,400 US dollars every month. That, that and guy, that, so, sorry to cut you off, but that guy yeah, who called you an idiot. Have you spoke to him since? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. I went because. It got to a point where I would keep on going back and uh, the sales guy, okay, I go in and I say, okay, um, this time I want to have three power supplies, four GPUs, a new motherboard. Like They know what you're doing. They're not idiots. They know what you're doing, right? Nobody comes in and asks for three 1,200-watt power supplies for their work computer. <laughs> gaming, like, right? like, don't, don't, like right. So they they know they know what you're doing and so the guy says to me how how are you wiring these you got to make sure you're wiring these you're you know it, they usually had something very negative for me to say like they it was like be careful you don't burn your house down be careful you don't um you know, burn out the equipment. There's no warranty on this. They had me sign stuff to say wow. that like, wow. there's nothing that there's no warranty whatsoever on this stuff. Right. Like, so they would say, this is final sale. There's no returns, which is ironic because I did have one GPU burnout and I just RMA'd it. It was a gigabyte, um, GPU. And I just RMA'd it, which means you just basically do the return policy with the manufacturer and they handled it no problem. It took a month, but they didn't even ask a question at all. Sent wow. it back and it's working again. Wow. Just a quick question here, because as yeah. I'm listening to you, Stephen, as you're talking. So we're let's just say we're averaging $5,000 a month. What do you think you are, if you were to look at what you've put in, uh, in totality to be getting the $5,000 a month, what have you 40K. put in? 40 k so 40K. 40K, you can count that as an expense. And then uh, eight months worth after that, I'm fully making money. Yeah, exactly. So the so I get about five to 10 DMs a day about people throwing ideas by me. What about this GPU? What about this computer? And I always say to them, try and get a six to a nine month payback window. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that might often sound unrealistic because a lot of investments or like, you know, a vending machine or um, I don't know what other uh, a rental property or uh, another cash flowing asset that 
a six to nine months payback window is very short. Like yes, to get your original investment back that quick. Yes. But with crypto, the risk is so, um, I don't want to say high, but it's so volatile that you want to get that back as quick as you can, especially with where we're going with proof of stake with Ethereum. So you want that payback to be about March and or June. You want to get it back by June of next year for sure. So if crypto goes away from mining in June of next year, let's just say, your same equipment would give you the ability to mine other crypto? Oh, yeah. So that's one of the benefits with GPU mining is I can mine Ethereum and literally at the flick of a switch on my phone, I can tell a particular rig to start mining Flux coin, Raven coin, even Ethereum Classic, which is a different coin. There are at least 48 other coins that I can mine. No problem. Like the GPUs are, they don't care. They don't care what they're they're mining. They will mine whatever you tell them to mine. And they're just solving a mathematical equation and a math problem. And they're just competing against other miners to win the next block. Got it. And so where we were going with nice hash, as we were mentioning earlier, is that it has an automatic algorithm in there where it'll always mine the most profitable coin at all time because they'll come and go like one of them that's really competitive right now is flux coin so it'll be there for like eight hours and it's the most profitable coin to mine for eight hours or so because of the price skyrockets and everyone wants to get in on flux coin for some reason at a given time and so for eight hours Nice hash will say, stop mining Ethereum, shift over to Fluxcoin, mine that for a bit. And as you're mining Flux, it'll mine it and convert it into Bitcoin. Wow. And then Ethereum becomes most profitable. So then it switches you back to Ethereum. You mine Ethereum and it's switching that into Bitcoin. Wow. So that's my, so currently right now, that's my go forward plan come June of next year is to get those rigs onto Nice Hash to just, I don't care. Mine whatever's the most profitable. I give a moment and just pay me in Bitcoin. Pay you in Bitcoin. So, I, so yeah. one of the things that I'm go, I know I'm go back to eighty, but one of, one of the things that I'm so if we're looking at this from two sides, okay. So we've got the opportunity to just buy into Ethereum and get the benefit of the capitalization of Ethereum, the price for Ethereum going up, and I'm making money as Ethereum goes up. We also have this other opportunity where there's the second side of making money with Ethereum, and that is the mining, where you're saying six to nine months, you could expect to get your investment back. Now, would you say this, would you say to a person just getting started in December of 2021, knowing that in June of next year, Ethereum 2.0 could kick in and we could see the Ethereum piece go away, would you say to a person that it is still some uh, investment that you would get into if starting in January of next year? That yeah, side no, of it. No, great, great question. Great question. And this does go back to Aiden's question of why did you give this away for free? And it's going to build on exactly what you're saying here. So my recommendation is, look, if you already have a computer underneath your desk, it's not doing anything. It's a, if you're using it to play 
Call of Duty, Battlefield, I don't know, Fortnite. Star Wars, something, whatever. <laughs> if you're already using it for that, you're loving it. You're getting like 120 frames a second on 4K monitor. You've got what it takes to crypto mine. Give it a shot. Don't put any new money in. Just give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. It's sunk cost. You've already paid for this thing. Wow. So take that gaming PC, um, and in the guide, I show you the GPUs that are really good for for mining. So anything in the NVIDIA 3000 series, AMD 5000 or 6000 series, even the NVIDIA 2000 and 1000 series will work. So just load up NiceHash. It'll detect your system. It'll say, you know, we'll be able to mine X amount per day for you. And give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. It's sunk cost. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of guys come to me and say, "Well, I have a um, a MacBook, or I have an Air Airbook, or I have you know, I, I, it's not strong enough. Should I buy new stuff?" So I tell them, well, "You really got to be a predator on the price on this. Don't FOMO into this. Mm-hmm. Don't." And this is getting back to why I'm not charging anything for this. It's like just. If you can find something that's going to take you six months, if you can get your money back by June, I say go for it. I have a blog post that just came out on Saturday of how to value a GPU. I saw that. A lot of these things are coming out for like $6,000, $6,500. No, you're going to get buckled and bent and you're not going to get your money back. Okay. Don't do that. So you re- so what? this is what's going to happen. This is my recommendation. So use something you already have. Test it out, try it out, make what you can in Ethereum because it's so incredible as a crypto, as a cryptocurrency blockchain and a play. Like Metaverse is getting on here. There's an incredible future for for Ethereum. So mine what you can. This thing's gonna go proof of stake by June of next year. It should actually be March, but the difficulty bomb for Ethereum will be around June of next year, and a difficulty bomb is what shuts off mining. So we have until June, let's say, of next year to do this. Once that difficulty bomb goes off and you're not allowed to mine Ethereum, now what we should do is mine other coins. So the GPU hardware that we have will still be worth something in this time next year, but it will be worth less. Got it. So when that happens, guys who have really high electrical rates, they're going to want to unload these machines. That's when we step in and say, all right, I'll take that hardware off of you for, you were trying to sell it $6,000 in 2020. I'll give you a thousand bucks for it now. So my recommendation is use stuff you already got, learn the technique of how to mine, and then be a predator this time next year and scoop up that cheap hardware. That's smart. That's real, real uh, smart uh, approach uh, to take. Go ahead, Aiden. I don't want to. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I was going to just kind of piggyback off that. We're seeing a lot of FOMO um, lately with um, people just think they're going to miss out. And that's a really good like tip you got there. Just, you know, read up on the guide, do your homework, do your research. Yeah, do- learn. Exactly. Learn, learn the craft right now. This is a great opportunity to learn it. There's lots of, um, because the price is so high, there's lots of room for error. Like if you have a really high electrical rate, 
Ethereum is still super profitable right now. So take what you already got, learn how to mine, and then you can become a predator next time, you know, in the summer of next year, and you can scoop up some really cheap hardware. When guys that got FOMO'd in say, this isn't working for me anymore, I gotta, I gotta bail, I gotta sell what I can. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah, we're, we're seeing how difficult it is um, the past year just getting any kind of like, you know, computer chips, GPUs, things like that, just because yeah, the shortage, possible, is, right? the shipping crisis, things like that. Um, so don't go on eBay and pay these crazy prices. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I showed a, uh, a tweet. It was a while back. It's probably deep in the feed now, but I bought a, an, uh, Nvidia 3080 for $1,200. This is non LHR. Like this is like the gem of the gem of the GPUs. Like if I could buy infinity of these, I definitely would. Like there's like the money on like it's just incredible. So I, I paid twelve hundred dollars for. I showed the receipt. I showed everything. Here's the proof. This thing cost me twelve forty nine with tax. That's Canadian dollars. It's nine nine hundred eighty seven dollars US. And I showed that the market rate on that given day was over three thousand wow. dollars on. Amazon. It was on Amazon. Now, in hindsight, maybe I should have actually flipped it. I should have just like bought it and flipped it, because the the delta of two thousand dollars was definitely worth it. Wow. How did I do it? I went into the store and I said, "Hey, I want to buy a thirty eighty. They said, "Well, we're all out of stock." This was back in, it would have been March, of this year. We're all out of thirty eighties. I knew the brand that I wanted. I know the model that I want. I know the series so i want an evga 3080 ftw3 i know that means nothing to you guys that's okay Just, i knew what i wanted i go in they're like all right cool so he said do you want do you want like the tough series the aces tough which was a little bit cheaper it was like 1100 i'm like mm, what's the wait list on that they said it was like into the thousands. And I said, well, what about the most expensive 3080 that you have? What's the wait list on that? He's like, oh, it's like 23 people. Put me on that one. Because I know the market value is so high on these things that even, even if I overpay by 100 bucks, it's still totally worth it. Sure. So I bought this thing for 12 for 1249 $12.47. That was in May. And like it's paid itself off twice already. Wow! Like it's it's incredible the, the the profit that you're making from Ethereum mining is just like it's incredible. It really is. Um. So, but don't FOMO in. Like I, that's what's difficult. Like, and I, I've held off a little bit from trying to share this mining experience and the guide and everything like that. And it is reason one of the reasons why I made it free is because like I don't want you to pay me fifty bucks. And then you have this expectation that you're going to make a thousand bucks a month when in reality, like you could really run into a problem here because you, you, you bought the guide 50 bucks, you went and bought a machine that's like 5,000 bucks and you're only going to get two or three grand of that back before it turns over to proof of stake next June. So I said, just learn the craft of how to mine right now. And then let's talk in the summer next year. Yeah, for sure. And then like the people who are, you know, FOMOing in, they might be doing it unsafely too, because this is something you can't just plug in and leave. Like you, like you said, you want to leave it open, make sure it gets the right yeah. answer. You don't want to daisy chain anything or have your uh, wires 
you know, messy, like how some people's like living rooms are with their TVs and their stairs. Well, I mean, like as you guys can probably imagine, I'm on a few Telegram groups, Discord groups of like miners and stuff like that, right? And like it was funny, like I'm on this one with guys who are doing staking because I, I also stake Ethereum, mm-hmm. and so I have one I have one Ethereum node that I run on my own. I don't, I'm not in a pool. I run the thing on my own. So to run your own Ethereum node, you have to have 32 Ethereum. Whoa. Wow. So <laughs> I got this, this, uh, this guy come at me and says, like, well, like I, I showed my thing, like, you know, like showed the Ethereum node and the, the, the money that it's making and stuff. He's like, well, like that's quite the flex that you're, you know, you're showing off that you got more than <laughs> 32 Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> I replied back to her. I said, it's more than 32, but <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he, he, didn't, he didn't like that. He didn't like that. But here's the thing though some guys got into ethereum so early yeah there's a guy on my telegram group get this he has 150 nodes so he's got 150 times at least 32. times 32. (laughs) i think it's like 4800 ethereum yeah this is this is all he so i said what the f he said (laughs) this is all i do this is all I do. My my entire like wow. life now is running. He has three different machines that run 50 nodes each because they can run multiple on wow. her, right? Like you don't have to have Ooh. just uh, one for one. He has 50 validators on one machine, 50 on, you know, so he's got three. And then he's got three running on hot backup ready to go at any moment. So because if one of them drops, he's like, he's got to get the new backup in there right away. And then he's got to go fix it. So he's got six machines, three are active, three are backups. And uh, I was like, this is, this is all he does. This is all he does. So Full it, time. It, it sounds clear to me, Stephen, that you've done well in the Ethereum piece. I, w- I want you to address something. So our audience, a lot of the people that are watching us, or some, some of them are getting started, new people, stuff like that. How important is it to be in early on this type of stuff and, and, and even considering what might be next? I'd like for you to talk about that and also yeah. considering the fact that um, we've only got a 2.5 trillion market cap on all crypto. Just talk a little bit, about, if you could now be, talk a little bit about your crypto piece, not just the mining side of it as a whole, yeah, but just the sure. crypto as a whole. Yeah, so like I said, like I'm, I'm, I'm mainly just Bitcoin and Ethereum. I have started to buy Solana. Me too. <laughs> I think there's an incredible future with that one. Yes, sir. And it's only at, I mean, not only, but you know, 200 for one token, plus or minus, given given the right. date that we're yep. on, right? It's yep. like, oh, geez, this thing's a volatile. And you, you can buy that. You can stake that. I'm getting 5.8. 5.9% uh, return on that just by just holding it type of thing. So I think now, that's fantastic. Can you go back for just one moment? Because I know we're yeah, going to get sure. a question asked. You speak about buying and staking. Can you say what that what that looks like for a new beginner buying and staking? So I go to Coinbase and I buy Solana, but how yep. do I stake? Okay, so, okay. 
the difficulty I get asked that a lot. And so it's a, it's a terrific question. I want you to answer it as well too. I'll share you how share with you how I do it. My situation is a little unique because I'm Canadian and my options are different than United your States. audience right. which is which is the United States. So I buy mine through Binance. I buy it through Binance and then even on Binance itself I can stake it with two clicks of the button. And you just you say I want to I want to earn it's Solana and then I tell them if I want to do 30 or 60 day staking term I hit click and it's done. And then the next day I get my first payment. I get paid daily in Solana. So I put uh, a Solana into their staking pool. They take it, they rehypothecate it into their um, Solana staking nodes that they would have. So as a service, right? Mm -hmm. That they would put it onto their machines uh, to, to hold the stake. And then the, the next day, I just start getting Solana income. Wow. So I get like a small little payment. Like it's like, you know, very, very small because it's paid out every just every single day and stuff. So, but I would like, I, I think it's, I think it'd be good for your listeners to hear how you would do it though on your side. It's pretty much the exact same uh, thing. There are a lot of people, I'm going to give an example. Hi everyone, stop. Uh, there's a guy and I, I pay a lot of attention to, cause I'm, I'm checking something real quick as we are speaking on one of these things just to make sure that they haven't changed it um, as we are speaking and they did. See, one of the things in our country where we're not permitted, um, unfortunately, to do certain things with uh, Binance, uh, and we have to do a little, I don't want to say my official way that I do it, on this sure no on this yeah. uh but i will give you this okay so if we go and i'm looking if we go through binance binance has a thing in the united states where you can't purchase certain crypto with a binance account if your ip address is the united states so a lot of people are doing other methods to be able okay. to purchase their crypto uh, through Binance by having a Proton Mail and a different IP, all that kind of stuff. So it's quite complicated to stake that way purely. So a lot of people are trying to earn, uh, they're buying on Coinbase, paying a little bit extra to do it that way, and then trying to do the uh, go around to be able yeah. to do things with Binance. Yeah. That's the way you're having to do it in the United States. So I, I do know that um, you can use FTX in the States. So that should be a viable option. And FTX. also FTX. Yeah, FTX.com. I've heard incredibly good things about that exchange. And then also you can use Phantom Wallet as well too. So Phantom Wallet would probably be something like buy it on Coinbase, transfer it to to uh, Phantom Wallet, and then with Phantom Wallet, you could stake it. So I, you just I helped us. I just wrote yeah, that. Down. Sorry, that's the price. I, that's the price of admission for this whole yeah. podcast. Listen, you just told me because listen, I'm going to tell you something. I went through a process to be able to do it, 
And I learned how to do it from a guy in Florida uh, through Binance, but it is convoluted mm, because yeah, okay. the moment your IP address comes up in the United States, all bets are off. I wanted to get into certain crypto period and you couldn't yeah. even buy that crypto in the United States because Binance wouldn't allow you to even purchase it. Um, so uh, if you had a, it an IP address in the United States. So what you're saying is something worth looking in, FTX.com, yep. Phantom, is it Phantom? No, Phantom. F-A-O-P-H. No, P-H, yep. Okay, yep. phantomwallet.com is the yep. second place that if you're in the United States, you could go. And that's good to know because it's been a nightmare. Uh, yeah, that's why no, I wanted I, you to I, talk about the staking piece because it's been a nightmare. I gotcha. Yeah, no, and, and I would never like, um, never recommend that kind of a thing we could be, um, of a, of a V. I know where you're going with it. VPN. Yeah. Yeah. yeah VPN. Um, there should always be, in my opinion, there should always be a viable option for citizens to legally stake That's their, right. their stuff. And, and to, you know, even within Canada here, Binance has a problem with the province of Ontario where they, they're kicking them out of there too. And so that's always on my radar as well. I got to keep an eye on Binance and say, what are you guys doing and why is this? Yeah. yeah what, what, what are you guys doing that's like, you know, all these red flags all over the world. And all why over you guys the world. keep on getting, you know, deregulated here and there and stuff. But when you, Dwayne, it's like the most incredible platform. It is so powerful. Oh, like, listen, I get <sighs> I get great. email from them all the time saying, when are you going to do this? When are you going to? I'm, I'm just not going through it because here's the thing. If you do get a VPN, you got to always be on it. Anytime you do any transaction with them, your email got to be an email address in Spain or Ireland or Canada. or I mean, it's just <laughs> so much to go through yeah. to stake through Binance. And so what you're saying today is valuable. And I want to, I want to repeat this, slow it down for people who sure. are going to send us messages later. Um, what we're s seeing, and we're going to get uh, Stephen to continue talking about this is that we can purchase uh, Solana because again, and if you, if you watch my channel, I talk a lot about Solana simply because the metaverse and things of that nature, from what I see Solana being able to do much faster uh, than a lot of the other, including Ethereum, I just mm -hmm. believe Solana is gonna be a powerful um, tool to have uh, in your portfolio, but staking it was a challenge for me. So hearing Stephen today say that we can not only buy it, but I want to make sure we understand staking it means we're going to earn some interest on what we've purchased. And so we're able to, in the United States, stake it at FTX.com and PhantomWallet.com. And if you're interested in not just owning it, but having where it sits, being somewhere that's safe and you're getting some money while it's there. Uh, that's good. But I want Stephen to explain a little bit more about the word staking uh, for be for beginners in case I'm not giving the best uh, interpretation of it. I would like for you to explain your what staking yeah, is. For sure. So uh, when cryptocurrencies began with Bitcoin, and let's call it, and then fast forward to Ethereum, they were all established on decentralized networks with proof of work as the consensus mechanism. 
that's the mechanism by which the network comes to agreement on the next block in the blockchain. And in that block, like we talked about before, there's all these transactions, rums and twos, and you know the the value that's being transacted. So, my contribution to the network: the more GPUs, the more computational power I can put on that network, the more reward I get, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. It really secures the network. Mm-hmm. Proof of work is incredible. Um, however, it does require quite a bit of electrical energy, and I'm sure maybe in other prior podcasts you guys may have gotten into the proof of work energy requirements, how many terawatts that Bitcoin is consuming, and it's it's a problem. But it also gives an economic incentive to develop new uh, green energy mm-hmm. because I have a lot of air, room for error with that green energy because if I, I can, you know, make an expensive watt of energy, but I can sell it as Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get into that. We're going with the proof of stake here. That's the topic that you want to get into. So proof of stake takes this as a different, um, different spin where I was putting up computational power as collateral in a way. Now what I can do is put up collateral as monetary, like monetary collateral, as my stake. And so with my node that I run, it is a small little computer. Uh, I, I don't want to get religious, but it's about the size of a Bible. Mm-hmm. It consumes very, very little electricity. It's 35 watts. It costs me $2.35 a month to run this thing. That includes the router the power supply, like the backup power supply, and the uh, the modem, the router, and the backup power supply, and then also the validator node itself for 35 watts. Wow. So it's incredibly efficient. So, but on that machine, though, I put onto it uh, what was at the time 32 Ethereum as my collateral or my stake or my interest, if you will, like my my, I don't want to. I don't want to confuse the word interest because it sounds like I'm getting a return. I am, but I'm. I I have a monetary incentive to see Ethereum do well because I have put in north of 100k into Ethereum, and I don't want to see it fail because if it fails, I lose that. Got it. So I put up this collateral. It's like a down payment, and I put it into the machine and the machine runs this, uh, the equation, which is much less energy efficient, Mm -hmm. sorry, much more energy efficient or less energy intensive. And it just does the work of validating and approving blocks. So instead of saying, guys, we want you to compete for the next block. Why don't we just tell them, you do the next block because you have the collateral to back it with the stake. Now you do the next block, then you do the next block. And there's always a little bit of a lead time where it'll say like, okay, you're going to do the next block, get ready for it. Here are the transactions that are kind of come in for you sort of thing. Right. So there's a bit of a, it tells you, and I, I don't have to do anything whatsoever. The computer does all of the management on, on, on my behalf. It even updates itself when there's a hard fork. Like that last Berlin hard fork didn't have to do a thing. It just updated itself. 
it hiccup once and then it's off and it's doing its thing again. So the short answer, staking is you're putting up monetary collateral as your stake or your interest in that that blockchain or project is successful going forward. And then if you don't help and contribute, they will actually even slash you and take away some of your Ethereum too. Got it. So now what you're doing with Binance as far as you're staking some of your, let's just say Solana or whatever with mm -hmm. Binance, yep. what does that do by doing it that way? So it it would be the same. So the, I give them, I hand over my Solana to them. They rehypothecate it, which means they take it and as a custodian, they put it into their pool or onto their node. They run the node. Let's say they sign me up at 6%. They're probably getting six and a half or 7%. They're getting a spread. They have to because they have to run hardware. They have to run electricity. They want to have a monetary incentive on their side. But you would be getting 80 to 90% of what the returns are. And then they're just doing a volume discount, right? They're they're trying to get as much Solana staked as possible so that they can, you know, they probably have, I don't know how much they have staked, millions and maybe even billions of dollars worth. They make their interest, they take a cut, and then they give me the rest of it. Got it. Got it. Now, I have, I have looked at running my own node holy the requirements for a solana node are intense you need 256 gigabytes of ram to run the thing wow. so i'm like wow i mean sure if you have to we have to but then you look on like the staking rewards and it's like well but it's like not that much more than what i'm already getting on these in fact i think fdx is even better than binance for rewards but I'm so far into Binance already, I just stick with stick with them, right? But FTX, I think, is 6.1, whereas Binance is 5.8. So do you do every time you buy, you you stake it with, let's just say Binance, or you're- Bro, I, I don't even think it's a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's a minute. I It's like, buy stake. Like, <laughs> they just have like an order that does the whole thing all at once. Just buy stake at once. Because here, here's the reason why I'm asking this question, because I know a lot of people that I have engaged with conversationally who are kind of new to it are just happy that they own Bitcoin. They're just happy that they own some Ethereum. They're happy that they own some and they've got it in a wallet, but they're missing out because they're not staking it. And so by not staking your Bitcoin, your Ethereum or your Solana, yeah. you're missing out on additional resources that you could be getting because you're saying you're getting let's just say six percent by yeah. staking it with binance just so, yeah. yeah and this this is missed if you just hold it in your wallet it is true so what's the, what's the downside of staking if we could get into that so it is locked for a time period so i have to choose either 30 days or 60 days mm -hmm. with um with solana and during that time frame, it's unavailable to trade. So if there's a if there's a down, yeah, I'm I'm stuck. Yeah. So there's that risk, but it's like you you know you, you hear about the project and it's like, come on, man, this thing's got legs. Like Major. like you were saying earlier, like the speed, the transaction fees, NFTs, metaverse, 
It can run stock markets. Are you kidding me? Like, That's right. So, because I'm just, I'm just, I'm really just waiting for either the New York Stock Exchange, the Nasdaq, to say we're going to be the first ones to do it, and we're going to go with Solana to do it. And it's like, boom, we're off to the races. Like, it's it, you're just it's waiting. Huge. Game theory takes over because that's that's the thing. The blockchain technology brings. I can prove that I own something like that online. No, dis, we can't dispute it. I can do it immediately and I can do it at next to no cost. And I can transfer assets anywhere in the world for next to no cost. And it's like, well, yeah, we already kind of have that. Well, but mm, no, we kind of don't because Visa takes a night to, to, to settle the transaction and they charge the merchants 3%. So if, I, if, if you're an online merchant and I came to you and I said, hey, I can give you instant settlement money in your account right now at one percent would you want that or do you want the three percent overnight it's like well sure i'll take the one percent for immediate and that's what these blockchain technologies are bringing forward that's why visa and that's why mastercard are going to jump on them because they're like hey we can undercut the competition by providing this incredible service so solana is a terrific play because it's so fast so cheap metaverse nfts Yep. it's it's incredible so i'm i'm slowly building my position into that and uh yeah i couldn't be, couldn't be more bullish on it for sure i think it's incredible now i uh i want to go into something real quick because uh we, we, man we, we we're gonna have to do some editing or do a two over with you because we going on and on but this is great though uh Definitely. i want to i want to discuss something real quick because i noticed I, and i hope i'm saying this right uh, this past uh, week, this week, when we saw uh, the uh, big sell-off in crypto, right prior, be- right prior to this happening, some of the whales, the big people, were moving their crypto from their wallets to the exchanges, and they were saying this kind of signals that they were going to sell. And uh, this is just me. Uh, you you can help me from what you see. That's why I'm asking this question. It appears at times that the whales may, or these big big players may, uh, see that uh, the retail investors are so heavily invested in a particular thing, and then they go and take an action like moving it from their wallets to their exchanges to signal a sale, and then a big sale happens. And then they come in, and let's say with Bitcoin, sweep sweep in and get it at $45,000 and watch it run back up. I mean, what have you noticed when it comes to the big moves that happen in crypto? And I, I'm just describing what I, I saw this past time. Yeah, and I, and I actually put out a tweet, uh, I think yesterday, of here, here you can see the deleveraging. You can see it. You get this huge spike in volume. You see the wick down, and mm-hmm. it comes right back mm-hmm. up, or it comes up pretty quick after that. And th- those are incredible buying opportunities to jump in and grab it. So I picked up some Ethereum at thirty-seven forty-six. It's already back at forty-two. <laughs> it's already back at forty-two, and then I picked up Solana at one ninety-seven. I, on. I don't know where it's at right now, but it's I think it's still around there. It, it pumped above it, and then I was coming coming back but um yeah 
the best thing about block, well, not the best thing, but one of the best things about blockchain technology is the public ledger because it's open and available to everyone. And it needs to be like that because we need to be able to have um, that consensus and that in like part of the security that comes with blockchain is because it's open ledger because all the miners have the exact same ledger and they need to be able to look at it, share it and distribute it and that sort of thing. Now, the downside of that is, like you're saying, you got guys that have been in this since 2010, 2012, 2015. They're whales now. You know, they they picked up a thousand Bitcoin for a very cheap price, thinking it was going to be nothing or 10,000 Bitcoin. And now they're like you were saying, they're whales now. And but over time, what they've learned is, hey, I can look at the blockchain. I can look at the leverage points. I can see how much leverage is built into Binance or onto um, a different exchange. And I can say, hmm, maybe if I can just move the yep. money, yep. they'll get all scared. Yep. They'll start selling it off. And I'll buy it and cheaper. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just scoop it up cheap. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't like whale manip- I don't like manipulation of any type. Um on any type, man, from governments to to this blockchain stuff, for sure. I, I don't like this. I, you're capitalizing on people's fears and taking advantage of it and trying to get some stuff for cheaper that, you know, yeah, like I don't like that idea of, hey, I'm a whale. I'm going to put on, I'm going to put 10,000 Bitcoin onto a particular exchange and see what happens. And then if it, nothing happens, then I'll just take it back and put it on my oh, wallet. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then... Uh, yeah, I don't like it. But uh, if you're smart, though, you can take advantage of it and buy in when those guys are getting, when others are getting deleveraged or when they're getting scared. And I know it sounds predatory, but those are opportunities. They are? Really? This has been, I mean, you've got a lot. I, I understand now, like, way better the mining component. I see the I see buying the crypto itself. I see the mining component. I see the staking component, and I think for all of the people who um, are watching or listening to this, I'm certain that um, that's beneficial to them. One of the things I would like to come back around to first and foremost, uh, you've got a crypto mining starters guide. Where would people go to get your crypto mining starters guide? Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Wayne. If you go to my website, stephenwealthy.com, it's right at the very top. If it's not my top post, it's my second top post. So it's right near the top. It's also off my uh, Twitter profile as well. So if you follow me on Twitter, uh, and I'm at stephenwealthy underscore at the end, uh, and then it's my pin tweet as well. So what's good is that we can get this crypto mining starting starters guide at stephenwealthy.com. And we're going to have that in the description for this podcast. Awesome. It's also in the description. If you're listening to us, you'll be able to connect uh, with that starters guide to see all about crypto mining. Uh, Stephen is an absolute uh, fountain of information as it relates to all this stuff in the crypto area. We only had a short time uh, today to be able to discuss uh, a little bit 
with them. And we're going to have to do what Aiden said before we started. We're going to have to have a part two because there's just so much good information uh, here. Uh, and I know he, he's gone nowhere near into all that he is doing. But I want to do a quick review so that everyone who has watched this, uh, and some people do what a lot of people do, you, you skip ahead, you you might go to the end because you can catch this as a podcast on YouTube. You want to see something that's very, very essential and important is that Stephen has invested in Ethereum. He also mines Ethereum, and he's given us an explanation of how he mines Ethereum, knowing how you need to be able to get your money back out six to nine months. He's told us how, if you were going to get into it now, if you have a gaming computer, how you could just go ahead on and start. You've already paid for the computer. You could start, but don't go spending a lot of money trying to get in. Uh, he shared with us how you can uh, stake your uh, crypto on FTX.com or PhantomWallet.com. For those of you who live in the United States, Binance will do the same in other countries. This has been valuable, valuable information for our listeners here on the Wealthy Life Podcast. What I want to do now is I want to give Stephen an opportunity to share anything else that he think would just be of good information for our audience as it relates to the things that he does, even if it's something that he hasn't touched on that he wants to touch on, but anything else that he think would be just good for people to know as it relates to the crypto space as a whole, we'll just give him an opportunity to do that before we wrap up this podcast. Thanks, Dwayne. Um, yeah, so like you were saying, I got that free miner's guide available at stephenwealthy.com. Go and get it. And my recommendation is to not buy new equipment, but use existing equipment that you already have. If you are leaning towards buying new equipment, I do also have a blog post on how to value a new GPU or a new gaming PC. A lot of the prices are super high. And so you want to make sure you're getting good, good value for your money. And like you were saying, you want that six to nine month payback window. Cryptocurrencies are an incredible wealth building opportunity for all of us and i'm super excited and incredibly bullish on the future that lies in front of us with web3 metaverse staking opportunities nfts it's a way for us to own the content we create be that in the metaverse or be that an nft or be that our own staking node and it gives us an opportunity to get rewarded for that and I'm really excited about the opportunity that we all have to take advantage of that. And cryptocurrencies are the backbone of that future for us. And so really appreciate the opportunity you guys gave me to, to be with you guys today and share some of this knowledge with you. I'm really, really grateful. Thank you. Absolutely. We're so excited that, to, that you agreed to come on. And we are going to be coming back to you. You're one of our crypto specialist because you definitely Thanks, got a wealth, wealth of knowledge in that area and we appreciate you coming on to be with us today well we're going to take a break right here uh to release our special guest on today and we'll be back right after this break talk to you in just a moment i recently heard an alarming statistic that five out of every 100 people at age 65 will be financially independent that's a horrible statistic when at age 25, all 100 said they wanted to be. The reason this is, is that many people want to go somewhere they do not know how to get there. 
Well, the Wealthy Life Masters has been created specifically to help you build, live, and sustain a wealthy life. We're gonna do that by helping you get out of all bad debt using good debt to build wealth, establishing good credit with credit scores of 750 and above. We're gonna help you implement an investment plan where you're investing in stocks, bonds, crypto, artwork, businesses, real estate, all the things that are gonna put income into your life all while living authentically as yourself. Well, if you would like to be one of those five who are financially independent when they're 65, come on and connect with the Wealthy Life Masters. You'll find that connection in the description for this podcast. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Well, we're so glad to come back again with you to this podcast. It's been absolutely a great day with Stephen Wealthy. Now, don't forget uh, what you heard today. You can go to stephenwealthy.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N. You'll see it in the description for the video. stephenwealthy.com. There is a free crypto mining starters guide that you're able to get uh, on his website. There's a lot of information there that's available to you. If you're interested in crypto, you're interested in Ethereum mining, he's got information there. As we talked a great deal today about Ethereum mining, we also talked about staking your crypto where you're going to earn some money on it uh, and ways to do that. And we've got that information for you in the description for this podcast. We're so excited to have had the opportunity to offer uh, Stephen Wealthy to you. We're going to be bringing him back because we got something special that we're going to be talking about uh, with him uh, coming up again. Well, I've been excited to have had this opportunity to share with him as Aiden did a great job leading us out on today as my team always, these guys were just great. We work well together and I enjoy it. Well, I want to give them a chance to say what their last comments or whatever they might want to say uh, at this point, and then we'll come back and close it out. We'll start with Aiden. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I think there was a big lesson out of uh, this one. Something that I hope a lot of people take away, um, not like not even being specific with crypto and mining, just don't FOMO in, right? There's opportunities every week. Um, you know, do some research, get your feet wet, but don't FOMO in, right? So I really hope some people, like even if you're not into crypto, you're just kind of listening in. I just hope that is one lesson you take away from here. Good deal. What about you, Sir Malcolm? Yeah, the thing that I want to try to stress is what we stress in a lot of the podcasts is uh, just start. Even if you don't have all the pieces to everything, you don't know exactly what you're doing, just start and get your feet wet. So uh, with Steven, he was saying that you can actually start if you have a gaming computer ready with mining. You can actually use that to start your mining journey and process while you're learning everything before buying expensive um like things you need to mine. So I think that was a good thing. Everybody always needs to know to just start. If you're hesitating, trying to find a perfect time to start, there's never really a perfect time to start. You'll never have it all figured out. You just got to start and learn on your way and then you'll figure everything out. It'd be a better learning opportunity to learn it when you don't even know anything and you're figuring things out. That's when you learn the best. So I just want to drop that for everybody. And um, yeah, that's it. That's really good. I mean, getting started is so uh, very important. Uh, and you will gain as you go along. I mean, he said he's making on average $5,000 a month mining Ethereum, and he's not even having to touch the computers. It's just working on his own. Can you imagine just bringing in an extra 5,000 passive a month uh, that doesn't require time from you, 
and you just can continue to do it and then transition to other crypto. It's a great way to uh, gain some additional passive income. We're so glad to have shared him with you on today. Our goal again is to help you build, live and sustain wealth. And this was one of the ways in which you could do it. Continue to follow us, connect with us, subscribe to our podcast channel. Um, subscribe to it, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you're catching us, we want you to connect with us as we are going somewhere and we want you on the journey with us. Well, it's been our absolute pleasure to share with you on today. My words to you always are be wealthy too. We look forward to connecting with you again real soon. Take care. Thank you.